First, let's talk about irregardless. Some people mistakenly use irregardless when they mean regardless. Regardless means regardless, without regard, or despite something. The prefix ir, ir, is a negative prefix. So if you add the prefix ir to a word that's already negative, like regardless, you're making a double negative word that literally means without, without regard. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. It is so good to be back. I mean, it's been a short week, but I don't care. I love doing this, man. Hey, and if you love doing this, you will have three ways to listen to this show. The first is through my website, markscalia.com. There's much more of that site than just what you're listening to. There's videos and pictures and updates and calendar things. And check me out and follow me on Facebook and Twitter. The second way you can listen to the show is if you want to be more participant, all you got to do is click that box you're listening to, and that will shoot you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, and you can either sign on using a Facebook address or just listen anonymously, because we have a bunch of people listening anonymously. Some have signed on. And then you can be part of the live chat, but you got to sign on with Facebook to be part of the live chat. And the third way you can listen is if you cannot listen to the show live, because that's the only way we broadcast, we broadcast live, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show through iTunes. So, ladies and gentlemen, since our time apart has been seven days, I always like to bring you up to speed with what's been going on with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. I've been doing more PT, as you guys may or may not realize, with my lower back issues, and which have now trans- transmitted into leg issues. And apparently, I don't have a strong ass anymore. <laughs> I need a stronger ass, which... Of course, my PT guy would never say that, but he's like, we got to strengthen those glutes. I'm like, it sounds sexual in you when you say it. It really does. And because I've been doing that, like I've been tightening my ab, like, what is it? My core is weak. No, I've been tightening my core. I've been driving in the car and all I do is tighten my core. That's it. My abs, I have like abs of steel now. I do. They're super strong. And all I got to do is lose probably another 10 to 15 pounds. And that's my goal weight. And then just strengthen myself. And then hopefully in about a month, I'll be riding my bike again. I'll be walking more and all that stuff. But my ass hurts, dude. (laughs) Not like I've been in prison. It just hurts. 
And, you know, I'm glad I'm feeling better a little physically because I can't go on Facebook anymore. I really can't. I'm about to start some fist fights, and I tend to leave people alone. You know, do your thing. You want to gripe. You want to bitch. Go right ahead. That's, you know, you want to feel important and type, you know, how this is this and this is this, and you don't like political and you don't like. If you want to go, do all that. But I'm ready for a fist fight. Now I just want to start fights. And I would start a fight by saying something like, oh, I'm pro all rights. Not one particular group. And that'll start a fist fight on, on, on Facebook, which is ridiculous. And the funny thing is, if you ask somebody about what they type, they cannot possibly answer. They fight with you. There's a friend of mine who is completely off the reservation. She is so, she's not even pro-women anymore. She's anti-everybody else. And I don't understand that. Like, I respect women. I understand women. I, 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 I understand the plight of women. I mean, I don't have it. But women can't understand men. So it's, we're kind of balanced out like that. But she's like completely, you know, another white man gets a job. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Really? Is there some kind of super conspiracy that I'm not aware of? Because if I, if I have quote unquote white privilege i i'm not using it i just I've, i'm getting yelled at by everybody i don't get it so you know send me instagram pictures i'll do that from now on because i don't want to be on facebook anymore it's a bunch of middle-aged people complaining about nothing or showing me baby pictures i don't have time for your freaking baby pictures i don't like my baby pictures i'm not putting my baby besides if you put your kids pictures online and somebody steals them? Well, guess what? You told them where they were, you morons. Anyway, not, I'm, I'm not saying that somebody should steal kids. I think that's wrong, too. Let's just put that, now that I've offended everybody. Uh, here's one thing I can't. Uh, I started doing the Salem Charlie. We had our first official Salem Spirits Charlie this Sunday. And it was so fun going back to Far From the Tree Cidery, Deacon Giles Distillery, and Notch Brewery. And I refilled my growler, which is a giant bottle that you fill up. Steals the kids, steal the pictures. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> but I went to Far From the Tree Cider, and I got my, because they just started doing it, and I talked about it last week, the jalapeno. It's called the Lay. It's got jalapeno in it, and it's so good. And I'm drinking some of that right now. Here you go. Here we go. I'll drink some right now. Here we go. Right to the cart. Mm. Mm. Love me some lay. So I'm drinking that. And not just that, uh, Notch Brewery, they have a bunch of new brews and a bunch of new styles out. And I'm totally digging that. And Deacon Giles Distillery, they've changed the format. They're not just doing uh, little neat samples anymore. They are actually doing little mixed drinks for the for the trolley as well which is great so if you want to get on the salem spirits trolley you i would recommend that because it's so cool these places are amazing and it's so much fun it's a great way to kill like two and a half hours and it's and you drink and you get educated about what's going on and you find about these cool places that nobody knows about that's how cool it is so and speaking of dick and giles they were part of the Salem Comedy Spirits Festival last year. They're going to be doing another comedy show May 19th. How's that? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And I think tickets are $18. That includes a drink, by the way. That's a mixed drink at Deacon Giles where they make their own rum and gin, and it's fan-effing-tastic. And I just found out 
they're going to be serving food there that night, which is not part of the ticket, but it's from a shop in Salem or a place in Salem, and I can't confirm it yet, but it's going to be amazing. It's going to be... All I can say is it's it's going to be super cool, and nobody's ever done anything like this before, and it's going to be very, very cool. So, And I'll be talking about that in the upcoming shows, and definitely look for it on Facebook, and I'm going to you know, do it through Eventbrite and yada, 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 yada. I noticed that last week I am actually using up a lot of time, and the show is going a little long, and I'm not spending enough time with my guests, and I like my guests, and I want to spend more time with my guests. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take my first break, and I know it's a little early, and it's so unconventional of me, but I'm going to take my first break, and during the break, you're going to get a little sample of my guest, Kristen Carnes, a newer Boston comedian she's from the boston area and she's doing an amazing job newest comedy gunslinger as i like to say as we used to say you know 20 plus years ago comedy gunslinger <laughs> Kristen carnes is is going to be joining us and you guys are going to get to know her a little better you are listening to radio irregardless we'll be right back It's time for another weak inspiration. Remember that fighting never solves anything. So just kill whatever you want to fight. Hi, I'm Jacqueline London, and you're listening to Radio Irregardless with... Who is it again? Mark Scalia? I've never heard of him. Who the hell is he? It's not obvious by looking at me, but I am part of a minority group. I'm a middle-aged woman who still enjoys sex with her husband. I'm like his own personal unicorn that he ain't letting go. We have uh, two furry babies, and by furry, I don't mean the kind that dresses up in animal costumes and humps each other, because that is strange. I mean the cats that I dress up in baby clothes and include in our family Christmas photo, because that is not strange at all. But it's tough. We live in the suburbs, and it's really tough not having human babies. Uh, When I met the neighborhood mommy squad, they asked me if I had any little ones running around. And as soon as I said no, their eyes just all glazed over. So I added, well, we tried, but it didn't work. So in unison, all four of them did the stare down right to my baby box as if to see what went horribly wrong. And I think this is now called uterus shaming. And it is the rudest thing ever. At least I thought it was the rudest thing ever until recently when my coworker shared with me that he had survived testicular cancer. Yes, I did the stare down. I had to check to see if he was off balance. Or maybe he's wearing a Lance Armstrong bracelet. I don't know. I couldn't help myself. It's like a Gabriel's delay on the highway. You know there's been a tragic accident, but you just can't help but look for the dead bodies. I, I know I'm going to hell. What can I say? And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via Skype is the very funny, aforementioned Kristen Carnes, everybody. Hello, hello. There she is. Yes. Kristen, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good. I'm just adjusting this crowd. Oh, oh, there's a second burst. 
Here they go. I love when they, I love when they go. They go ah, and they go. They go crazy. So, so very funny stuff. And I'm glad to have you on the show. And uh, now, now you actually typed in because you were on. You're on the chat currently. And hold on, yeah. my brother said, just don't say gunslinger on Facebook or all the snowflakes will be up to, oh my God. I know. And my husband's a hunter, so um, I I don't care. See, I love guns. I've shot guns. I've had weapons training. And Me too. I, I love, I mean, I just, I don't understand people. People, they're like, you know, guns kill people. Yeah, that's, the, that's why they're made. <laughs> and they're awesome. I'm not talking about, you know, I just, if you've never fired a gun, and you, you just have to. You just because if you, once you fire a gun, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Which yeah, I did it when I was ten years old. I went to training at this local sportsman's club, and my dad let me uh, do target practice with a rifle. It was like a class, and we went every Friday night. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I think if you're trained on, you know, you certainly should be trained. I mean, yeah, because that's part of the fun. And you develop more of a respect because of the training. Otherwise, you you feel like, you know, oh, I can just go around killing people. And you're like holding the gun sideways and stupid shit like that. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to, you know, check yourself. It's like nobody nobody holds a gun like that because you'll break your wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's a Glock. A Glock will break like four bones in your wrist just if you hold it sideways. <laughs> anyway, so you what kind of rifle were you firing? Because now I'm curious of this God, conversation. I was... Ten, I was 10 years old i have no clue yeah and maybe it wasn't even a rifle i don't know exactly what it was it was big it was long that sounds dirty i know <laughs> um i was 10 years old keep in mind people i was 10 years uh, old but it was, it was a long. rifle it was like at a place called the outdoor sportsman and you just laid down and you had a little roll that you uh set it on and then a target and we shot and it was fun. Now, Kristen, you and I have never met. This is the first time we're actually speaking. I know. And we did the pre-show thing. You are not from this area. I can hear it in your voice. <laughs> uh, yes, I get that quite a quite a bit. Now you've got a you've got a little bit of a, not a, a full on Wisconsin. So I have to I have oh to narrow God. it back. It has to be either Ohio or Pennsylvania. No, actually, I'm from a town called Waukegan, Illinois, and it's third, ah. it's about ten miles south of Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, <laughs> And uh, I can and I say, I'm, and uh, we have a we have actually have a cabin in northern Wisconsin, so that's where we're going to retire someday. So I guess I'm <sighs> I'm I'm confused because I'm halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee. Yeah, but you know something. I I've had uh, my relatives, my uncle and aunt at the time, and with my cousins, they lived in Wisconsin, and we visited them in '88. We went to the Dales. Oh God, and I've never been there. You never, never been, been to the Dales? God. Oh my God! It's, oh, I have no. For those of you who don't know, listening right now, the Wisconsin Dells is literally the equivalent of Disneyland in the middle of the country. It's treated like the biggest thing ever, and people love yeah. it. It's a water park and an amusement rides and carnival and shows, and it's it's actually, you know, it's really cool, but if you've been to like Six Flags, you're like, this sucks, and you never went. Yeah, is that weird? My parents weren't from uh, Illinois. They were from Ohio and New York. And I just don't think they were into that kind of stuff. We used to always travel back to see my to see my grandparents. So we didn't spend a lot of time. We went whitewater uh, inner tubing up in Wisconsin, northern Wisconsin, but that was about it. I mean, I know it's shocking, but... <laughs> It's a little, we drive by it all the time on their way to the cabins. Just, it's gotten bigger and cheesier. 
That was a Wisconsin joke, by the way. Yes, I got it. I got it. I don't know if it could get cheesier, but it is. Yeah, my brother actually said it right. You know, the Dells is more like Canterbury Lake Park for the local people who actually understand. It's very much Canterbury. Like- See, I would have said Kenobi. Like oh, Obi-Wan gosh. Kenobi. I know. I still can't pronounce everything around here. It's still very confusing. You know, I had a fight with my GPS and I was telling someone about it. I was uh, I was driving down, I, it was like South Shore or something like that. The name of the street or the road was Kachuit. And it's spelled. Bless you. It's, <laughs> that's what, it's that's ca- what it sounds like. It's Yeah, it's Kachuit. And it's spelled so differently. My GPS can say Kachuit completely accurately, but then says totally. Woodchester <laughs> instead of Worcester. Yeah, I mean, our, my my phone always <laughs> says like uh, Peabody. You yes. know, it never says Peabody. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I, I don't. Go figure. I, I don't get it. I'm still. I, I, I refuse to say Wooburn because there's not two O's. It's no, it, Wooburn. It's, no, it's not even Wooburn. It's Wooburn. Yeah. It is Wooburn. But to me, I'm going to keep saying Wooburn and it pisses oh. off my neighbor. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's going to. People are going to. It's correcting me. They'll hunt you down. But you got a gun. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you still have a gun? You don't have to answer that do question. Do I? You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> no, no. My husband has guns because he's a hunter. So, um, yeah, he has guns. What's he hunt? Uh, in the freezer right now, we have an antelope um, that he got out in Colorado. And oh, wow. we have a, I think we have deer. Oh, where did he get the deer? I think deer from Colorado too, maybe, or maybe Wisconsin. I can't remember. And then he fishes. So we have salmon in the freezer oh. and he's like a Renaissance. Yeah. Man. He's an outdoorsman. I like that. Yeah, he totally is. And the only way I let him do it is because he brings back all this stuff and uh, and we don't have to buy it from Whole Foods and, you know, mortgage our house for it. That's true. But I don't think Whole Foods is selling antelope, though. You can get bison, but you can't get actually you can't get oh, antelope, you can't get antelope jerky. <laughs> Go figure. A deer Antelope's and a- awesome. It's delicious. We're going to smoke it this weekend. Oh. It's going to be great. My brother put down what a deer, a fish, and three people from the purge. A deer and a fish from the purge. Oh, that movie! I've never seen that freakish movie. Oh my god, I've seen all oh, the purge. I love the purge movies. I do. I totally love them. Yeah, I just I don't know. I some of that violence here. We are talking about guns, but some of that violence is just over the top for me. I just can't get into it. It is it just uh, it is. well. The last movie out. they they had like a a van and they. This girl was wearing this ballerina costume, and they hit her, and then she walked up to her with a sawed-off shotgun and just blasted her face off, which, you know, is funny because she was she was a total crank. She's like, I'm going to get my ice cream. <laughs> anyway. Do you remember that movie with, uh, what was it? Was it Brad Pitt called California? And he talked like that, him and, oh, what's her face? Um Oh, I forgot her name. He used to live with her, and she's crazy, too. They were kill- trying to kill people or whatever. Wasn't that California where he'd always go <laughs> like that? Brad Pitt? Yeah, wasn't it Brad Pitt in Calif- the movie California? Oh, you, are you not thinking Natural Born Killers? No, I thought it was. No, that's, that's Woody, Woody Harrelson and, yeah. and that chick. Oh, never mind. Anyway, I, I, my, you know my something? I'll let off. my brother Google it. But you know something? Yeah, we've, let's. Yeah, we've hit the gambit of this that. first three minutes worth of you know we're talking about everything. But let's talk about. Let's go back to you because now we come full circle. Angelina Jolie. No, no, that was uh, no, Mr. no, it wasn't her. No, 
All right, look up you know, California, Christopher, look up California with a K. That was the movie, and I swear it was Brad Pitt, and he used to always, like, snort, and he was they were killers or something, but take a look on, on Google for me. Yeah, he'll Google it, and then he'll get back. Okay, you know cool. something, Chris, get back to us, because we're going to talk about we're going to talk to Kristen about why she's on the program. Now, Kristen, you're a comic. I'm trying. Well, Let's how, say that. how long you been at it then? Let's try that. Well, it's kind of funny because I took a class at Improv Boston like two summers ago, and then I didn't perform for like seven months. I don't know why. <laughs> it just life got in the way. Yeah. And um, then I just took another class this past December with Kelly McFarland, who I'm sure you know of. Yeah, I know She's Kelly. amazing. And then since then, so since December, I've been starting to do a lot more shows um, and really getting some momentum going. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And uh, I, well, you sent me a link and it, you have a bunch of stuff on YouTube. You've been at the comedy studio. Uh, you've yeah. actually done something for Alana, Alana Susco. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, what was that? The Hilltop. Yeah. yeah. That, which is a cool little room. And uh, of course, Improv Boston. So you were making a name. So because you took the class and then you took seven months off how long would you say you've been doing it steady then it's steady since i say the fall yeah i'd say since september steady good and you know what you gotta do and i tell everybody this keep track of all your stuff keep track of the shows you've done and it's you know it's just one of these things that you may look back on it and go you know when did i officially start where did i do have i been at this room before and it's you know because i'm type a so i keep track of everything but you know, mm -hmm. some people are like I don't give a shit about that. But it maybe you I mean you might be one of the people that go you know uh, yeah I'd like to keep track of things because you may have it scribbled in a calendar or you know digitally and I don't know what the kids yeah. are doing these days. I mean I had to keep track <laughs> what of what the kids are. I don't doing know what the kids days, are doing yeah. these days. <laughs> the kids. And you joke. First of all, you joke about the sub suburbanites. It's the same thing. My wife and I we don't have kids, and people like. Oh, like something's wrong with us because we don't have yeah. kids. Yeah. Just human. And now you said the suburbs. Do you want to say the town in which you live? Is it, do you live in Woburn? <laughs> no, I'm in Medford. Oh. Medford with a T at the end, not Medford. No, it's Medford. Yeah, I, Med I, I just, I just can't get, I just can't get rid of my Wisconsin accent. I'm right. sorry. Well, there's, there's three ways to pronounce Medford. There's Medford, the way it's written, so the way it's spelled. There's Medfid. Which is M E it's M E D F I D Medfid. Okay. And this Mepha. Oh there, your brother just typed it Mepha. Yeah, Mepha. That's how my old boss used to say it. I, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah. I love it though. It's fun. It's interesting. So what made you want to start getting a comedy? Because, you know, you're in my demographic, you're a little older. Which, you know, I'm I talk to a lot of I'm comics. I'm mature. And, I'm well, like an aged cheese. I'm mature. You're a little stinky. <laughs> a third cheese reference in the <laughs> I, I I love cheese. You haven't had deep fried cheese curds, have you? Uh, deep fried cheese curds? Oh, dude. Oh. It's a, oh. It's, well, I won't Heavens. eat poutine. And put, oh I, my god no, they're amazing won't. though you dip them in beer batter and deep prime and they're <laughs> they can they can have all different flavors types of cheese and then you can dip it in oh sometimes they give you a side of like a similar to ranch or something yeah, it's it's amazing does I a mean, heart it's a attack heart medicine come with it too <laughs> yeah i was gonna say once you cross the border into wisconsin you get a prescription for insulin so <laughs> i mean you have to but Anyways, back to your question. Um, I wanted to, and I, and I do that in the in that routine you heard, and it's true. 
in my twenties, <laughs> I wanted to. I was I was interested in doing stand up, and I told this boyfriend that, and he said he really did say, "Oh, I I've heard funnier," <laughs> and um, he crushed my little dream. What a dude! And I just I I don't know why I was involved in graduate school. I lived overseas. I did all this other stuff, and then I've been meaning to. And then when my husband moved me here, I finally had the opportunity and there were the resources to, to you know, live it, live out my dream, I guess. Good. No, it's always good. And, and I've, I mean, I was, uh, I was, I was lucky I started very young or younger. And I mean, I've been doing this a long time and I see people coming up and they're in their, you know, late thirties, early forties and like, oh, I've always wanted to do it. And my question is always what stopped you? And it's the same story. You were living, you were doing your job, you were doing the things that you thought you had to do. And now yeah. you, you're done with that part or you're bored with that part. And you're like, you know, I want a better hobby than, you know, mm -hmm. collecting stamps, you know? So, but good for you. Good for you for chasing it. And you love it. You absolutely love it. I love it and hate it at times. I, I mean, I love it. I love being in front of a crowd. That part is the most awesome part. Um, but the the constant thinking about it just drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, it wakes me up in the middle of the night when I'm trying to work out something or think of something. <laughs> or, you know, I'm excited about a show and nervous about it. That that part's uh, that part's painful. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I uh, mean, do you have that issue? What did you What do you do to keep your mind calm when you're not? I was, you know, I actually, I, I've, I experienced that very briefly where there was, you know, my first night. And then after that, I just went, I only want to be on stage and I don't care. And then a whole different set of variables where, you know, worried about being heckled and worried about somebody being funnier than you and worry about the crowd not laughing. And then, but once I figured out that once I broke my, I guess my chemical dependency from the audience, it just, it puts you in a whole different ball game and it probably some people it happens in a couple of years some people like myself takes about four or five years and most people i've encountered takes about six and once you figure mm -hmm. out that you don't need them in that way like once you break your dependency on them because we all get on stage for different reasons you know we want acceptance or we would just want to make people laugh or there's something broken and we want to fix it or there's something missing <laughs> and we want to find it whatever it is and as soon as you go okay i i've fixed all my mysteries and then you just do it it's a completely different ball game and and i, I missed the fact like i i've taught stand-up in and i've i privately coached and my thing is i can't ever experience that but the closest i can is when i when i coach you know new comics mm -hmm. and you get into that and you go then you feel it again you're like oh my god i can't you're so and i get very envious that i don't get that new feeling and that's one of the things that I love about going to open mics. Cause I still go to open mics and people oh. don't know who I am. Oh my God. People have no idea how long I've been doing it. And they treat me like I'm one of them, which is fine. It's a weird circle to be brought into. And then some people are just like, Oh, I don't know him. He's, I, he's he must be new. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. But I, I enjoy watching the newness and I really enjoy comedy and your style and you're still kind of finding where you are, but you have a, you have really good stuff. Like you're speaking from what you know, you're saying what you think is funny and people are responding to it. And that's the best place that you can't do any better than that. You absolutely can't. 
Well, you know, our teacher did talk about being authentic to yourself and and not trying to be somebody else up there. And that's kind of what I've been just trying to go with, that this is who I am. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. This is, I mean, this is it. Yeah. And um, not trying to take on a persona of someone else or somebody else's stories. And yeah, just, I try to make fun of my husband whenever I can. (laughs) See, I kind of disagree with that a little bit because you can still, as long as it's truth to you, Mm -hmm. you can be whatever you want to be. on. That's the point. You can be whatever you want to be on stage. Here's the the, the really exact. I could be the most amazing, you know, lover. I could be a Valentino times a thousand if I wanted to. If I believed it, then it would be true. Even if I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it's that same type of thing. Some people have is most... your wife available to be on the show right now? No, she usually always is. She's actually rehearsing a, a play. She's going to be at the Boston Play Festival. I forget what it's even called, the Playwrights Festival. I'm not sure, but she's rehearsing a play. But yeah, she no, she she completely could have asked her opinion on that. Yes, <laughs> about the lover thing. No, yes, with a, yes. not with a bad back. No, it's no, <laughs> it's not with the bad waist and legs and. And back and my I got my core is strong. <laughs> you got to do those butt clenches when you're in um, when you stand in line. Whenever you're standing somewhere, just do butt clenches. I do alternate butt clenches, so it oh, looks good. like yeah, so it looks like I'm dancing constantly. <laughs> oh my god, you're doing the white man overbite? No, no, my god, I'm no, 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 no. I'm a dancer, dancer. Yeah, no overbite, like real dancing. Okay. But you get into dancing because we're going to hear it a little bit in the next segment. You're uh, you're into the uh, what is it? Cankles. I'm not Zumba. doing cankles. There's no male equivalent to cankles. Yeah, yeah, I don't do kegels while I'm while I'm doing Zumba. No, no. <laughs> I think men can't men do keg, kegels even though you don't have female parts. There's got to be a muscle in the same area, right? Well, there's well, it's groin muscles. There's the abductor and the adductor. If you put your hands, if you palm up on the insides of your knees and you squeeze in, uh-huh. that does your, I think, your adductors. If you put your knees okay. on the outside of your, uh, if you put your hands on the outside of your knees and you push out, that's your abductors. So that would be the closest to a cankle. Where are we going with this? I'd rather talk about I guns. Don't know. <laughs> You know something? Let's refocus. Let's do this. Let's take our okay. second break, and then we can hear about you dancing and your travels. I will say that. I won't okay. tease it too much. Let's talk about travel. And when we come back, oh, by the way, let me do this because I, I totally forgot to do this. Let's put you in the chat. Boom. There you go. And you're listening to Kristen Carnes. That is C-A-R-N-E-S. And you can find her on Facebook at Kristen Carnes. And she has a website. Now, this is the tricky one. This is tricky. It's K Carnes, C A R N E S 67. And it's a Wix site dot Wix site dot com. And then it's my site. But I'm sure if you type in Kristen Carnes on Facebook, all that stuff is co linked, correct? I, God, I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not I'm not that good at tech. My husband had to set me up on the Skype, so yeah. <laughs> on the Did Skype. you see what your brother just wrote? What sadly they are not talent taint oh, no. oh you know something I don't you know something if he's talking about that he's not talking about other things. Let's just put it that way. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna check her Facebook site and see if there's a cross link 
And during the second break, you're going to get another little sampling of my guest, Kristen Carnes. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. His aloofness has been described as apathetic. He doesn't lean left or right. His Facebook status is whatever. He once had a three-hour conversation with a woman and only said three words in the last minute. He is the most uninterested man in the world. I don't often drink beer. I don't really care what I drink. Stay thirsty, my friends. Hey, everybody. It's Mark Turcott, and I am on Radio Irregardless, and I am the only listener uh, and guest, which is great. So uh, be sure to tune in and double the amount of listenership on the next show. Before I met my husband, I uh, lived in uh, Guatemala to learn Spanish so I could understand what the hell I'm dancing to in Zumba class. I want to make sure it's something like, you know, let's get this fiesta started and not something like, I poppy spank me. Because nobody wants to see a 50-year-old woman getting spanked by Pitbull. <laughs> Except me. That's why I make you wear those shiny suits and those glasses and walk around on your knees, honey. Um, <laughs> Anyways, um, but it was interesting being a woman in Central America. Uh, one day it was about 100 degrees, and I asked my Spanish teacher if he was hot. With my bad Spanish, I actually asked him if he was horny. And he got really embarrassed and mad, and he shook his head and went, no, no, no. But the bulge in his pants said, yes, yes, yes. And um, as a woman, I noticed from that incident on, I was getting just tons of male attention wherever I went. I got hit on on the street. I got asked to dance at the disco despite my Zumba prowess. I mean, it was amazing. I was like, I felt like a hot pocket in a stoner's dorm room. Like, nom, 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 nom. And you're back at Radio Oregonis with me, your host, Mark Scully, and still on the Skype line, the very funny Kristen Carnes, <laughs> like a hot pocket at a stone stone. That's I don't a, know where that came from, and yeah, it's, it it's, came it's, to me. Nom, yeah. nom, nom. <laughs> so there are a lot of pot smokers in Boston, I've noticed, and oh. they all appreciate that joke. Oh, you think? And now especially because pot is decriminalized, and I will never oh, say it's legal because it's not... So, see, you're like my demographic where, you know, things were cool when you couldn't do them and now you can do them. They're not as fun. Yeah. Like, it's you been know. so, it's been like two decades since I've smoked pot. I don't, I don't know what I would do with it now. Oh, see, I got a lot of, I got a ton of friends that smoke pot and I've smoked, I smoked medical hydroponically grown marijuana. Oh my that God. Boring. No, no, it is not. It's awesome. It's like sipping brandy. It's like this real mellow. You don't flip out. You don't want to break something. You don't want to fix everything. It's just it's the coolest freaking thing ever. That's cool. And yeah. a brother too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My so brother. He did too. Okay. What is this? I, he's just glad I haven't mentioned Neville Flynn. I don't even know who that is. I don't know. See, I don't. 
you just you can't i've learned a long time ago not to read a lot of the comments that the chat people because <laughs> sometimes interview him on this show sometimes he's been on the show we did a show it was a 420 show we had him on last year actually and we didn't do it this year because uh, the 420 fell on a thursday say he's gonna put snakes on a plane every friggin' show he's on he just types in snakes on a plane that's all he wants to hear about. okay so let's, you know, some, let's segue out of this. Let's segue out of this. Okay. Now, here's what I want to do. Now, since my brother's super active, he's probably going to overpower people in the chat. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. I wrote a very specific game for you. Now, your name is Kristen Carnes. And I've had a I've had a Kristen on the show before, and I've done a show where I wrote all these things, famous Kristens or Chris's and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I don't want to, I don't like duplicating material on my show. I like to keep it fresh, and I like to keep writing. So I thought Carnes. I've never had a Carn, and I went Carn, and the first thing I thought it was Carney, you know, like yeah. carnivals, like you know, people who work carnival. I would like to play a game that I wrote specifically for you. It's called Carney Show. <laughs> hurry, hurry, step this way, the strangest sight from the island, breaks from the four corners of the world, what you nickels, one dime, a tenth part of a dollar, we've got the show if you've got the dime. <laughs> I love that guy. Uh. <laughs> one tenth of a dollar. <laughs> Since okay. your last name is Carnes. And we're going to play, Car it's actually, it's called Carney Rides, not Carney Show. I put down Carney Show, but it's Carney Rides. Now, because it's Carney Rides, I'm going to describe a ride that you would normally find at a carnival. And since you've never been to the Dells, which is a weird, see, if you've been to the Dells, yep. this would have worked perfectly, Kristen. I know, sorry perfectly. to disappoint. Like it would it would have looked like I actually wrote something on this show. Like I actually did some work for this show. <laughs> but here's what we'll do. I'm gonna describe a ride at a carnival, and all you gotta do is tell me what it is. Now, here's your advantage. You and I are speaking via Skype, so we're speaking almost instantaneously. Now, of course, the listeners may be listening on a delay anywhere between three to eight seconds. So your mm -hmm. advantage is you're faster. Their advantage is there's more of them than of you. Well, currently. Well, people are yeah. signed on elsewhere, which means they can't participate. So technically, you're going toe-to-toe -to -toe with my brother. Yeah, I think I'm going to lose your brother. I just no, have this feeling. But you have, a, you have a tactical advantage because you are slightly faster. All right, so here's the test question. Ride consisting of a rotating circular platform with seats traditionally in the form of horses on posts. Many oh, a carousel. A carousel. Let's see. My brother said teacups, which is incorrect. He's just dumping the I game. But you got it right. Hey, another winner. Look at that one. <laughs> woo, woo. You got it right. Suck it is a carousel. And that was the test question. He wrote Card Cardidio. Uh, that's you know. I don't know what that is. He's high. He's just high. Okay, yeah, he is. He's, he's, oops. Oops. <laughs> he's high. Something. Stupid autocorrect. Okay. <laughs> he's on his phone. That's what he's doing. He's speaking into the phone to record it. So, so there's the first. It's super easy. Okay. So right away you got go the ahead. test one. You're on your way. All right, here we go. Consisting of a rotating upright wheel with multiple passenger carrying components attached to the rim. As the wheel turns, they are kept upright. 
Oh, I know the ride you're talking about. I have no clue what that is well, called. Well, I, I kind of gave it and to it's you. And it's not the one that where the floor drops out. No. I can... They're in little cages and it no, spins no, and it's then not it kind of tilts, right? If I said uh, somebody's day off. Ferris. Oh, a Ferris wheel. It's a oh, Ferris okay. wheel. Hey, another winner. I'm Look thinking, at that one. You know the other one I was thinking of. <laughs> That may come up, I don't, I don't know, but it's a Ferris wheel consisting of a rotating upright wheel with multiple yeah, passenger yeah, yeah, components attached to the room. As the wheel turns, they are kept upright. There we go. Yeah, I'm directionally My brother's still riding teacups. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to get them all wrong. How about this one? This one's a little trickier. What's it? That's the Turkish twist if the bottom falls out. Yes, it is. And the Turkish twist is not one of the components. So there you go. Here we go. Okay. Consisting of an open seated gondola which swings back and forth an open seated gondola that swings, swings back, back and, and forth? forth yes oh my god jeez Think i'm not it, white it, trash well, enough to know <laughs> these I, I mean, really think of it instead of back yeah, and it could be the pirate ship. But the pot. Oh, oh, you something. Really. You got it right the same time as my brother, but I'm going to give it. I'm going to, I'm going to call it a tie. Hey, another winner. Look at that one. Another winner. <laughs> I want somebody to get it wrong. Cause I got really good wrong ones. So that was a draw. It was okay. the pirate ship. And when it says back and forth, technically it swings. If you, if you look at it, it swings side to side. All right. She reads my answer out. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I actually did. That's where I got that. Did you? Oh, so we got to give that. So it's one apiece then. We'll just. She's playing fair. How about this one? A specialized railroad system consists of a track that rises in designed patterns, sometimes with one or more inversions. A roller coaster. A roller coaster. Hey, another winner. Yeah. Look at that one. Monorail. <laughs> She's Monorail. Been, you know something? If we go faster, he won't be able to type or listen fast enough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How about this one? Consisting okay. of a circular horizontal platform with a vertical cage-like wall around it. Yeah. The platform is attached to a hydraulic arm. Yeah. The ride starts out by spinning until the centrifugal force is enough to push riders against the wall. Then the arm raises to a vertical position in which the riders are now spinning almost vertically. My well, he wrote down Roundup. He did I write. have no idea if that's the name or not, but that's the one I was describing before. It, I have no idea it, what it's called. Well, he got it right with Roundup, so I'm going to have to give you this one. But wait, didn't the carny even demonstrate how easy it was? <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. So... He got pirate ship and roundup. Did, oh. Yeah, he's kicking my butt. Well, there's only one left, so you got to get this one. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm going to read super fast. So just yell stuff out. <laughs> okay. Because it doesn't matter. Because if he starts typing stuff, I know he's. It's called. It is called roundup. It really was. Uh, it's, okay. So because yeah, it's the one that spins. The Turkish twist is the one that just drops and nothing else happens. But the roundup, it acts like like uh, a lasso. You know, yeah. like you spin it and then it spins vertically. Yeah, All right. I've been on it before, yeah. I haven't been on one of those in forever. And yeah, I don't know if I it's could. It's been decades. I've been on yeah. this. This one's easy. A generic name for a type of flat ride consisting of several small electrically powered vehicles. Bumper car what is Bumper it? Cars. Bumper, Bumper cars. cars. Hey, another winner. Look at that.
that one. <laughs> Another one. Oh, thank God I got that before Chris did. Yes, and Chris, since you didn't get it, I'll give you this one. We're not going to be able to solve our problems if we get distracted by sideshows and carnival barkers. <laughs> <laughs> Good All right, one. here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a third and final break. I'm going to tabulate the scores and double-check all the math. And when we come back, we are going to talk to Kim Carnes about her first time, her best time, and her worst time. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem, Mass. in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the Skype line, the very funny Kristen Carnes. No, he wrote Obama for that last one. He's got more problems than I care to even go into. <laughs> but you know, some let's not talk about him. Let's talk about the. Uh, let's talk about your first time and your best time and your worst time. And please do them in that order, because okay. your first time is makes everybody feel warm and fuzzy. Your best time makes everybody appreciate you, and the worst time makes everybody laugh. So. Okay, so the first time was actually early two thousands. I tried out for a a guest spot on this show. Do you remember Chelsea Handler's prank show called Girls Behaving Badly? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, so she was touring the country, going to comedy clubs, and people could try out to get a guest spot on the show. And I was living in Boulder, Colorado, so I got two of my friends. We went down to Denver. I wrote up a little two-minute monologue talking about um, how George Foreman must have invented the mammogram machine. Which... <laughs> And, Which is very funny. I heard that bit on one of your other sets. Too. Yeah, so it was. It, it definitely wasn't as good as that bit you saw in the video. It was much more uh, primitive. So I talked about that, and and I thought it went well. Um, I didn't even make it out of my round, and the woman in my round who won the whole thing, she did the um, theme song to Almond Joy with an accordion. That's how she won. Is it Judy Tenuta? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> Judy Tenuta is hilarious, but yeah, it was, it was, um, that was, that was funny, but That's funny. so I didn't do anything then for a long time. And then when I got to Boston, I would say my best time was probably my first student show at Improv Boston after that uh, first eight week class I took two summers ago. Okay. Cause I was all amped up. I memorized <laughs> the hell out of my five minute, uh, my five minute set. And I got up there and the crowd was so, they're right there. They're like two feet from you. Yeah. They're all very supportive because they know everybody that's performing. And they laugh their asses off. And when I got a groan on one of my Cosby jokes, I remembered I had a backup joke just in case that one didn't go over because I was kind of thinking maybe it's not going to go over well. Hmm. So I just looked at the crowd and I went, <laughs> and they all laughed. 
<laughs> and then I came up with my, and I said, okay, well, how about this joke for that? And then they all laughed and I loved it. That was, it, it just felt so good. I was pumped up. I was wired after nice. that. That's a good story. See, that's, that's great. You got a nice, so your first time is really interesting. Your best time is one of these things where you thought in your feet and you were prepared and you boom, you had a great set. And Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> And then the worst time was going to one of the least supportive places. I will not name the place, but oh, it was please. like an open mic competition or something. You, now you got to say husband, the room. Now you got to say the room now. <laughs> okay. No, don't, don't. No, no. I'll just to. say it was in Davis Square and they were going to give oh. us $50 um, yeah. if we won for beer and food at the place. My yeah. husband wanted me to go to get him beer. It, I never played and, the beer in, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, um, <laughs> so I got up there yeah. and I did, I, I did another Cosby joke in my set. It was met with like crickets. Um, I also tried to talk to this guy in the audience who the previous comedian had engaged with. So I'm like, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Tried to talk to this guy in the audience. He just, he was too drunk by then. He ignored me. And then I did another joke and I'm like, trying to get like, so how many women can relate to this? And like, again, crickets. And then this one woman felt bad for me and went, woo, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, you in the corner, yeah. And I got off the stage and there was a guy who has been in, I guess, the comedy scene for a number of years here in Boston. And I, I kind of knew him from some stuff. And he comes up to me immediately afterwards and he's like, you know, if you're going to do a Cosby joke, it's got to be really good. Because, you know, it's it, by that point, everybody had done their Cosby jokes. I'm like, okay, thanks yeah, for the advice. Yeah, but that's douchey. You don't say that to somebody on any well, level. Well, I think he was trying to help me. But well, no, it's still douchey. Was like, well, I've been doing comedy almost 30 years, and I wouldn't say that to somebody. I would say it in jest. And if I only knew the comic, I wouldn't say, well, you know, if you're going to do a Cosby joke, it shouldn't be funny. <laughs> yeah, what a dick. <laughs> Well, I think he, what he meant was it, it had to be really unique. It had to be something that no one's heard before. Yeah, don't, and don't, I guess make, I just... don't make excuses for somebody who's a douche. <laughs> just If somebody's a douche, just let them be a douche and just don't, okay. you know. It felt very douche-like It was. Night I'm telling you, I'm, I'm hearing the story and I think it's douchey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those open mics, too, where the, everybody else seemed to know everybody. And I was like the only one there that didn't really. Yeah. I knew like two people and they immediately went over and sat with their friends. <laughs> and I sat by myself and I was kind of like, OK, you know, you know how open. I mean, that's how open mics can be. Sometimes they're just. Yeah, rude, which which I don't understand why they're clicky, stuff. but it's like, you see, I'm sorry to laugh, but you make it like. Well, I had nobody to eat lunch with, and I sat by <laughs> myself. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. I had a guy, there was a guy there from my first class at Improv Boston, and I went up to him when I first got there and said, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, you know, I never told you, but my husband and friends really liked your set at the student show. And he's like, oh, thanks. And, and then he just stood there and didn't really say anything. And I'm like, <sighs> okay. What a uh, dick. <laughs> just go. See you later. Yeah, I can take social cues. <laughs> what, a, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Harvard grad, what can you say? Oh, I can say he's a dick. <laughs> like, I can certainly say that. I know I never went to college and I I'm telling you, I know more people who've gone to college that are dicks because they went to college. And I know people who've never gone to college and they're like the coolest people ever. And I'm like yeah. 
You know, sometimes, you know, I've said this a million times, you could read a million books on being a bartender, but you're not a bartender until you, until you start pouring drinks. And even then, you're not a bartender. You're just somebody who pours drinks. Yeah. Yeah, but, so it started off bad. That was probably my first sign I wasn't <laughs> in the right place. But that's probably why I'm, I get a little camera shy when it comes to open mics. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they're just real clicky. They are. They like are. You but, you know, you don't have to worry about that. You're starting to get some, you get in the regular, now you're in the regular circuit, right? You're moving around, doing I'm a lot trying. of. Yeah, I've done some shows. I, I Like I said, I feel like I've got some momentum. I have a few shows coming up in May I'm excited about. So Yeah, and uh, um, again, if you want to follow Kristen, follow her on Facebook. She's at Kristen Carnes, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Carnes, C-A-R-N-E-S. And you can actually go to her website, K carnes67.wixsite.com forward slash my site but all that stuff is cross-linked just follow her on facebook because she's got a lot of stuff going on and speaking of that you said you get some shows in may tell us about what you got coming on so people can go check you out cool um thursday may 11th i will be at the riot theater for stand-up break-in i think that starts at 9 p.m in jamaica plain hmm. uh friday may 12th um kevin hart production company is doing a search for comics in Boston called Heart of the City at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, and I'll be on at 7 p.m. And then Sunday, May 14th, I'll be at uh, Brouhaha at Aeronaut Brewery in Somerville at 7.30 p.m. Very cool. I wish you luck in the Kevin Hart thing. There's going to be a lot of, uh, hopefully won't be a lot of douchebags there, and you'll get a, <laughs> you get a decent spot. But I heard the show's, uh, it's it's he's looking for the next round. The first one was very good, and and I know you're going to do fantastic. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And thank you for being part of the show. Because I almost called you Kim three times. So there you go. That's okay. And, and thanks to your brother, too. I've enjoyed reading his comments as oh, we're going along. No, let's just, just forget about him. But Did I not humor him? I yes. Guess we'll just keep him going? Just no. Don't encourage any of that. But Kristen, I hopefully uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to work together, and uh, I know I'll probably see you around the, uh, the the comedy playground, as it were. And hopefully, cool. uh, I'll see we'll bump each other at some of the open mics. But continued success in the Boston area, and definitely, uh, I know we'll get to work together soon. Thanks, Mark. All right, have a great night. You too. All right, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Kristen Carnes, everybody. So funny. Good conversation. Oh, my God. So funny. And uh, what a douchey thing to say. Just, you know, just you got to you got to get out of those areas. Some of the most douchey. Anyway, I, I'm kind of lucky. I don't I don't deal with a lot of D bags anymore, <laughs> you know, but Kristen's going to do fine. Follow her on Facebook at Kristen Carnes and you're going to absolutely enjoy. So let me tell you where I'm going to be before I let you go. and We wrap the show tomorrow night. I'm doing a double. I'm doing a special Salem Spirits trolley for a private company. And after that, I'm zipping down to Plymouth to do a fundraiser at the Cabbie Shack. Friday night, I got a tentative gig, and I got to say it like that, tentative, that I might be doing some funny for funs work, and he's going to get back to me. But if not, I'll have the night off, which I will certainly enjoy. Saturday night, I'm going to be up at the Kowloon in Saugus. There was going to be two shows, but they have a private show on the Friday, so they can't do it. Uh, I think Paul Gilligan is actually closing that show out, so I'm happy to be in the middle. And then Sunday, I will be at Pinatas, returning to Pinatas once a month, 
I love going there. It's so funny. They are actually doing a comedy contest, and I will be one of the judges. Yes, I will. So, as always, if you want to be a sponsor, guest, or leave a question or comment, email the show, radioirregardless at gmail.com. You can call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, May 3rd, John J. Ellis, actor, good friend of mine, coming to the show. Hey, guys, we will see you all next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello. Just a moment, okay?